Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Cantina Hangouts. I'm your host, Diego Crespo. With me today is my co-host, Gina Versa. Hey, it's good to see you. It's been a really rough week for many it's, reasons. Yeah, it's... it's uh, Living in the U.S. of A. Yeah, it's not the worst thing ever. It looks like we might have somewhat of a win. Yeah. That's... It, after this year, that feels weird in a good way. Yeah, um, it's been a weird week. I'll uh, rephrase that then. Yeah, yeah. no, no, no. I, th- I think your phrasing was correct. And uh, with us to talk about this weirdness is our friend and guest host, Andrew Salazar. Hello, people. Well, it's a W, but it's not the W that we expected, but a W nonetheless. Sure, <laughs> and I'll take a W. <laughs> well, it's a lowercase W. It's a, yeah, it's a lowercase yeah. W. You know, we but can even, capitalize it in the long run, but right now we we it we can accept this and we can celebrate a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think uh, I speak for all of us here when we say "fuck Donald Trump." So mm-hmm. that's that's just right off the bat. This is a Star Wars show. Where we talk about the Mandalorian. But <laughs> Star Wars Star Wars is inherently political, so it's yeah. okay to say "fuck Donald Trump" and and "fuck the GOP." Absolutely, suck it. Uh, mm-hmm. what, what does not get fucked this week is surprisingly, I think, The Mandalorian. But Andrew, you've been on for Avengers and Endgame uh, mm-hmm. to talk about it with us, which we yeah. all had disagreements on. <laughs> and you were here to talk about Clone Wars, which yeah. we did not have disagreements on. That was a great final season of television. Yeah, but sir. you weren't here to talk about The Mandalorian show. So what did you think about the first season of The Mandalorian? Where are you coming into this? And then what did you think about today's episode? I think for what it is, the show, because I remember Mando, the first episode premiered, what was it, before Tiros, I believe? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it was, before yeah, it was, it was November, and, probably this yeah. this week of November. Yeah, so Last I was feeling week. kind of like a, I was feeling a little bit Star Wars fatigue before The Mandalorian came out because I wasn't a really big fan of Solo. It was There's a lot of things I like about some of these movies. And then there's uh, every now and then there'll be a movie that I really, really like. And that kind of keeps me like, you know, hooked on, but... <laughs> When when Mando came out, I think just the sheer level of uh, scale in terms of television, I think when I first saw it, it kind of, it was like, the first episode, even though a lot of people didn't like it, for me watching it, it was like, the best way I could say it was like a line of coke, maybe, like the first <laughs> time you hit it, and you're like, oh my god, like, this is a TV show, are you kidding me? This looks like a movie, and I was I was on board, but as, you know, as the series went on, I think, and as time has gone on, ultimately, I'm just like, okay with it. Like, I like it. It's something I can watch, but I think there's a lot of room for improvement, obviously. Uh, But also at the same time, I think it's given us some of the more better, maybe. It's not, I mean, it's not as like, I'm not going to say it's like on the level of like, maybe like, I know this is controversial, maybe like The Last Jedi or something like that, but <laughs> it's good. It's good enough for me to be like, you know what? Like, this wasn't a total disaster. I'll I'll come back for another season. Now, going into season two, I think my expectations were a tad bit higher, but I think when you come to look at it, like if you step back a bit and you look at what the show is and what they're trying to do, I think you probably have a better time because straight up, like, you know, this is Star Wars show, there's going to be a lot of uh, diverse opinions. But uh, a lot of people don't like this show for what it's not trying to do. And a lot of people, and it's fair to not like this show for what it is trying to do, you know, to be honest. But the more that I, I come to accept that what it is, like a, a serial, you know, it's, it's, it has a, 
and I, I I tweeted this too. Like John Favreau is very similar to J.J. Abrams in the sense that the dude cannot help himself with like nostalgia, and like he like the, the mad dude's like, you know what? I'm gonna bring back uh, R5D4 because I can't. Fuck it, fuck you. Like he'll do that, <laughs> and then it's like, and you're gonna watch it, and you're gonna know exactly what it is. And but at the same time, I think and like J.J. Abrams, like they wear their inspirations on their sleeves. Like you know, you know exactly what it's inspired by. It's very obvious. But I think John Favreau has an edge in the sense that he doesn't like it doesn't probably bring him down to his knees as much as, much as it does to JJ. So that's what's like kind of kept me like I'm like 50-50 where I like the show a lot. I can't deny that I'm not entertained. But at the same time, I'm like, well, I've kind of seen a lot of this stuff so far. And the beginning of season two was exactly that where I'm entertained. This is freaking amazing. This looks like a movie in my living room. Are you kidding me? But at the same time, like I've seen a lot of this before. Not everything, but a lot of it. And surprisingly enough, I think that's why I like this episode maybe a little bit more is because it has all of those things. It looks like a movie. It's like, it's gorgeous. Uh, the writing for the most part, it was like, it's pretty witty, but also at the same time, it's new stuff that I actually have never seen before in Star Wars. And it gives me a reason to come back next week. Unlike maybe some of the other episodes from last season where you're like, well, do I have to come back next week? Not really. Maybe I'll come back in two weeks or maybe three. You know, but I don't think that's what this episode did. Yeah, Gene, Gene and I had conversations about that in between the episode releases. We're like, do we need to record like right away? Okay. Do we need <laughs> yep. to talk about this? And, yeah, you know, we powered through and yada, yeah. yada. Um, I, I agree with Andrew. I think I think this is a this is a rock solid episode. It might be like I, I might prefer it to the first episode of the season, too um we'll get more into it gene what did you think about this episode oh and by the way the episode's called the passenger but you know that if you saw the title right all that shit it should be up in the link description but uh yeah i was uh enjoying myself a lot in this episode and it feels like uh this episode feels like a response to all the criticisms i guess of the first season where yeah. uh people would throw out that like you know the uh the mandalorian and the child would like never talk they would just sit in silence or they don't like have like a excuse me a, a rapport and it's just them like looking awkward and you know there isn't really like you know it's like these two silent characters the one's a baby and then one's like uh like a silent loner and it's like there's no uh dichotomy in between that mm-hmm. but yeah i mean in this one they're talking they have like stuff to stuff to uh I mean, I guess, like, conflict, I'll bring it up that, like, he's trying to stop him from eating fucking embry- like eggs <laughs> with embryos. Yeah, ba- baby Yoda literally eats other babies, and we're pro-choice in this podcast, uh, but I think Andrew brought it up before the show that, like, baby Yoda was making the choice for someone else, yeah. and yeah. I think that's called uh, a crime. <laughs> yeah. So Baby Yoda is a sick motherfucker. Well, he, he committed is... genocide. I mean, that's yeah. a, yeah. That's a dying race. You know, like, I mean, was it, should we let our, uh, should we let like little kids have baby Yoda dolls after this? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like when they they made the Twin Peaks Funko Pop of, oh, yeah, uh, the, of, the, of the, the, oh, the murderer yeah. rapist from yeah. Twin Peaks. They're so, like uh, corpse, right? It was their corpse, and, right? and Laura Palmer's corpse which is like weird. Like, come on. who? If you have that on your desk, I think oh, you're like I, I a did. psychopath. Actually, you guys don't uh, have those on your office um, so, so actually, um, this place I was working last year, I shared a desk with someone, and they had a, that exact same Funko Pop on their desk. 
Right, front oh, and no. center. I, I love corpses. That's... They keep me concentrated. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Oh, that's so, so that's, uh, weird. This took and so they... many dark turns so fast. People and, do that. And they, so does Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda would agree. Baby Yoda is is the darkest character wanna, in Star I Wars. I want a Funko, <laughs> a Funko Pop of Baby Yoda like, popping an egg in his mouth. Yeah, you I know mean, what? Like... Like, there, it's, there's pictures of it on the internet. And I mean, I, I'll make fun of Funko Pops a lot, but I... I have like pop. Yeah, look, look at your background right there. We can see. I know, like <laughs> you can see it in my bag. Don't make fun of me, but you know, like <laughs> I have, like you know, I have the good ones. I'm not just like Star Wars. You know, I'm rocking the other stuff, but they are making one that's that's basically Baby Yoda with the egg. You can look. <laughs> <easy>. <laughs> yeah, I, I could I could see that happening, and that's yeah. super gross. But you're gonna um, buy you're gonna buy ten. You shill. Yeah, of course. I have to consume <laughs> media. I have to consume product. I have to yeah. buy product. I have to consume product. Why else am you I know? here? <laughs> you know what credit to gene because um I, I i had to edit the or he, he had to edit the episode for me last week and i wasn't able to and he came up like i, I told him i'd come up with the description but gene powered through early at like three o'clock in the morning and then went to film set uh oh, yeah. The, yeah. the following morning so thank you gene god bless you oh, but yeah. your description in the videos <laughs> consume <laughs> Like yeah, you like, love baby consume Yoda, media. Consume. Are you joking? <laughs> yeah. So that like, made uh, me laugh so hard. Like uh, two a.m. Think of the best jokes, but that that came uh, at my <laughs> at my uh, at my house. We have like a quote board. We put like a quote, and I put like a quote from Baby Yoda, which was consume. That's what he told me. And he consumed cool. children this week. Consume. Yeah, he did. It was it's foreshadowed. You foreshadowed. Yeah. Uh, just a, a couple quick notes for myself on this episode, which I, I am a big, big fan of. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think this is a good episode. Yes. And the Certified show might good. actually be getting good now. Like, we'll see. We'll five see. Five out of five we'll Diego's. Uh, we, we do the seven Diego scale seven here. I'll, I'll get more to that. Um, I, I didn't bring it up on the, on the premiere, but the MCU style intro is still fucking yeah, lame stop doing like that, that i don't know why because um, I, I was gonna say so andrew they don't have that in the clone wars last season i think they're only doing it for the live action stuff i don't know why okay. it's like if you're gonna have it just have it for everything yeah like if you're gonna have it have it but i don't know it's really odd it's, yeah, it's an odd it sucks because it like choice. everyone's criticism about star wars like i think across the board generally is that like you know even mandalorian at its height is like it's still a show basically about a Boba Fett style character because we Mm -hmm. recognize that and we recognize the baby Yoda as Yoda, you know, like it's called baby Yoda. Like it's Mm -hmm. iconography recognized with the new story. Mostly like you could feel the similarity sometimes, but like, and people want to see star Wars branch out from just the recognizable iconography. So it's like the most insulting thing ever when I'm like, I'm going to watch this new original star Wars program. Oh look! It opens up with familiar iconography of robotic faces, like that's kind yeah, of a slap in the face. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's like well, Star Wars is gonna last brands. forever. Yeah, it's gonna last forever, but it's always gonna be about these eight robotic faces, no matter what. <laughs> I know. That's like that's a bad sign to me. And the sooner they get rid of it, the better off I'll I'll start believing in them again. Uh, I need to shout out Peyton Reed, the director yeah. of this episode, Ant Man Boy, and there's an Ant Man in the cantina in this episode which oh, is that's right very nice oh, oh a little ant-man bobblehead right there speaking yeah. of consuming products and media <laughs> i have my ant-man pop here because yeah. mr reed as you guys said director of the ant-man movies i think 
They're, those movies are not perfect, but <laughs> I think a lot of people need to give that man more credit than maybe just not a lot, maybe maybe just a bit more credit than he deserves because he salvaged a film that was gonna be like without a director, the first film, and then he actually made a, a sequel that like wasn't total like like trash. You yeah. know what I mean? So and he, there's a lot of his style and the stuff that he's really good at that is in this episode, like uh, lots of humor, but like not like really like corny, like one-lining mm-hmm. humor or like quips or something like that, but it's like genuine. It's really dark, but it's funny. And there's something about him and like balancing that kind of style with like still grounding it with like family friendliness that is kind of unique because the Ant-Man films are really like, they're really humble, in my opinion. They're really like wholesome mm-hmm. about family, like, even though sometimes they may they may lack a bit where some of the other Marvel movies don't, you're still like, well, my heart's in this because I really li- I'm really invested in all of these relationships. And I think yeah. that's one of the main reasons why those films are successful and why this episode turned out maybe I was more into it than like maybe last week's. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I think Peyton Reed only really gets like crap or people like kind of try to dunk on him is just because he replaced Edgar Wright and that kind of yeah. state that kind of uh that thing i guess that sting no pun intended (laughs) kind of like uh you know followed him i guess in this kind of nerd culture Mm -hmm. just uh the fact that he wasn't edgar wright but yeah looking at his movies i think he's generally like you know they're either fine or like pretty good i mean i think like bring it on is actually pretty good bring it on it should be a stone cold classic classic by now Yeah, yeah i think for our generation at least it is yeah i don't think he's done a terrible movie that being said, I would not want him to do Fantastic Four. <laughs> just a bag it's not going to happen. It's not a thing. It was just a Twitter rumor. It's not real. Okay. It, it, no. I mean, for, for background context, because this is the Star Wars podcast, so I'll, I'll get into that. But like um, uh, Peyton Reed, way back in the day, said he wanted to do a, a 60s era Fantastic Four movie. It uh, didn't happen. We got the ones we got um, for worse and worse. And <laughs> then he ended up doing Ant-Man and there's kind of a, a fluffy, fun vibe that he probably would have wanted to do there. That's that's how that rumor got started. Uh, on the Ant Man movies, I tried to rewatch Ant Man and the Wasp. Ended up rewatching the first Ant Man. Mm-hmm. I like that one quite a bit. That's a good movie. Yeah. Um, and he directed this episode very well. There's some very fun visual storytelling, like oh, with yeah. the tense, like Space Highway Patrol. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, was that, oh, was yeah, that Dave Filoni? To... No, it was Dave it was. again. Yeah. Yeah, okay, I wasn't it's... sure. Yeah, and, and uh, as, as much as I like Dave, I couldn't just have a feeling that when I see him in his first cameo last season was it was cute because it's only there for like a second, but he's in this one a little bit more, and I can't just think that it feels like I'm watching when Tarantino's in his own movies. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. you have that eye where like, well, it's it's, uh, it's, it's funny. Bad, it's, <laughs> it's the bad Tarantino cameos. So like in Django, where he's that Australian guy. <laughs> yeah, then he, then he gained all that weight. He looks fat in Django. <laughs> but he's, he's, older. A, he's he's got yeah he looks he's like he's slimmed down like in the next couple of years yeah but like he's in death proof a lot he's in the he's in the the bar he's serving them like drinks and he's like oh stomach mike all this stuff and it kind of feels like oh this is funny yeah, only because i know who you are thing. it's the same thing with feloni i'm like feloni what are you doing in there <laughs> like, yeah like he, he's not a, he's not an actor and that's okay um it's okay it's not, okay might not be much of a director either but we'll see oh, <laughs> he's, he's oh, a very yeah. good writer and that's what matters that goes a long way 
Um, not everyone's a writer director. That's okay, you know. Uh, and I love the frog lady in this episode. Yeah. I yes, I, all the, the practical effects were so cool and new and exciting. And then when she goes in the full beast mode, uh, full spoilers for this episode, by the way, like always, um, and she starts hopping around, the effects look really good. Yep. And there's like a weight to like, even how agile she is in that, like that mode. I, I loved it. I thought this was a great episode. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm shocked. I actually know what it's Star Wars fans. So I'm not shocked that it, <laughs> it's apparently kind of controversial because these people don't know what the fuck they want. Well, that's another thing like, 10 episodes into this series if you are really expecting i saw i saw a tweet i don't know who did it so i'm not calling anyone out i don't remember (laughs) but someone said wow uh lucasfilm really made a show where every episode is filler i'm like what does that mean i don't what is it like they're obviously doing it's it's like obvious it's like if you're going into the show and you're expecting something else than what was given to you before you're kind of setting yourself up for disappointment yeah they are obviously doing like Favreau is doing his own version, like Monster of the Week, you know, like Mission of the Week and stuff. If you don't want that, that's not what you're not you're not gonna get. Like, you're not gonna get something else because he's firmly established. It, we're we're ten episodes in. What like, you should have left a long time ago, and that's okay. If you leave, there's nothing wrong with that. But I feel like a lot of fans, they feel like they need to like everything, like, like they they have to make up excuses for like. It's like impossible for them to come to terms that there's one Star Wars thing that they that's not for them. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like it's okay. That's mm-hmm. totally fine. Like I don't like some of the movies. I like some of the other movies. But I hate it the last movie. But I'm still enjoying this thoroughly. That's because they're not all gonna be for me, and that's totally okay. But some people, it's like no, everything needs to be. I need to like everything. I need to collect every, everything. Everything like needs a, to be catered. Yeah, it's like a, being a completionist. Yeah. You know, I need to collect every figure, every book, every this. I need to like all the movies. Like, you, it's okay if you don't, you know. And you should have known by now. It's worth 10 episodes in. Come on, guys. Yeah. Well, also, uh, you know, at the end of the day, they're made for, like, younger audiences. You know, I mean, you hear that from adults. Like, What's that? <laughs> but there was genocide. I don't know if you can say that. Yeah. But... <laughs> but, yeah, you know what I mean? It's like uh, all these, like, old, like, 40-year-olds or 30-year-olds with all these, like... Uh, you know, demanding Star Wars takes. They're like, you know, you know, these are like universal movies and mm-hmm. primarily made for made for kids. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and speaking of like debatable for kids, spiders are just gross in real life. Oh yeah, you like, need spiders. Something, but but we we need spiders because of like the balance in the ecosystem. They eat things that might be overpopulated. When they're yada yada yada, totally get it. Yeah. But in science fantasy, Star Wars can just be gross and they need to be destroyed. Much like the Krikna. Well, yeah, I, I mean, that's that's how uh, Chris, Chris Pratt uh, defends all his hunting. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he hunts all these uh, animals, you know. But... That took a turn. Not, not, to, <laughs> not, to, not to poke at that bear, but um, the whole other bear. Look, I, some some celebrities and people in, in positions of entertainment that we like are more conservative, mm-hmm. and it's up to debate about what they may or may not be into. Uh, but I found out he goes to a certain church, and it's like, oh no, yeah, oh, that, yeah. that kind of settles it. Anyways, um, <laughs> he was nice to all the other Marvel stars. <laughs> And then, you know what? <laughs> to them. 
He, you know what? He might be the most nice, polite guy ever. His beliefs might be contrary to that. That's totally you know, a possible he, uh, thing. Yeah, retweets like Dan Crenshaw or something. Retweets <laughs> pirates. <laughs> fuck Dan Crenshaw. Yeah, fuck well, that but, pirate. But, uh, uh, go back pirate. to his pirate ship. <laughs> you know, he has the thing that he has under that eye is like a Captain America, like the, the fake eyeglass. The oh, like, last eye that he has or whatever. Yeah. It's like a Captain America shield. Just saying. And then there's that photo. I don't know why we're getting into this, but there's that photo of, of Chris Evans meeting him. They're laughing. And then, they're like hanging out. They're like, Bro. yeah. And he's, he flips the, the eye patch and it's the Captain America shield. And Chris gets yeah. like a chuckle. It's like, guys, celebrities are not your friends. Just saying and that. Then, uh, and then he yeah. went to go like vote on like some like terrible like Senate decision. Yeah. Right no, that fuck that Crenshaw. Yeah. <laughs> fuck that guy. I think we yeah. said that last season on this but uh yeah, yeah fuck, fuck, fuck him, fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways the the krikna um i guess gee i'm sure gene you you know about them too right from the the old lucasfilm archives uh the, the original like designs <laughs> from the original trilogy uh they never could fit them into like empire strikes back i guess they're supposed to be on the swamp planet yeah i never knew their name i looked it up specifically for this episode i i didn't know their specific name but yeah yeah, the Krikna. I just like that. I like it's so gross and disgusting. It's a nice sounding name, yeah. yeah Speaking yeah. of um, uh, consumerism, they sell them. They actually sell little toys of them at, at Disneyland. If you go into like Galaxy's oh. Edge, they sell like little ones. That that would be nice if I could go to Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> That's a whole other. Uh, Gotta open back <laughs> up the parks. No, open. No, no. no someone, someone's gonna take you seriously. No, I'm yeah. not serious. I'm like, okay, I'm mocking these uh, people. This is you... an anti-Governor Newsom podcast. <laughs> um, like, so, like, uh, if they get there, if so, like, if they get the threat level down to like orange or something, then you know. No, I know. I'm like, I'm serious. Like, if they, I know, yeah, know, that's what it is. There's yeah. less of a thing of affection then you could open up parts of the park and then like, uh, you could go buy a krikna toy give you buy a krikna toy so uh so wear a mask yeah <laughs> yeah wear, wear a mask and demand like uh, your, your politicians to keep shit closed because yeah. we ain't ready yet wear a mandalorian <laughs> mask wear fucking anything there you go if you're gonna stupid. consume wear a mandalorian mask while you do it yeah. um i i wanted to shout out that this episode had got a lot of uh notoriety on twitter from when i saw for being like oh it's like aliens because like the little bugs and the the queen my mind went to pitch black the vin diesel oh, vehicle from oh, 2000 yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah but instead of pitch black it would be called like stark white or something because of yeah. all the snow and the spiders and it's, it's still uh yeah the best riddick movie I, yeah but i like the other two a lot um because i'm into vin diesel just being a huge fucking nerd i used to do a vin diesel retrospective yeah uh watch the last to be fair (laughs) (laughs) no but uh since like since like before in season one we knew who was directing which episode prior to the episode release so while watching this i was like well this kind of feels, and I don't know if this is going to be controversial, but I thought it was Bryce Dallas Howard. Oh. She is doing an episode only because the her episode in season one was very Baby Yoda-centric. Yes. So yeah, I, I, I just took a wild guess. Like, you know what? It kind of feels wholesome. I feel like Bryce might want to play with this again. But, you know, sure enough, it wasn't her. But because I didn't know who was directing during that scene when Baby Yoda is a puppet, too. It looks really dope because you could tell it's like, 
not CG, even though he is CG a few shots, but you could tell it's like right. an actual like an like puppet animatronic that's walking, and he he's around all the eggs. Like obviously people are gonna say alien, but I don't know why. Maybe it's because like the colors or like the new uh, Ludwig uh, Garanson motifs, which are really good in this in this episode. I thought of Prometheus for some reason, or I was like, man, whoever <laughs> like whoever. I mean, whoever directed this really likes Prometheus. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because there's something similar when they go into the like the chamber with all the black goo. And yeah, like you know, yeah. there's music and it's it's more it's not as scary. It's more like enchanting and it's not like the color scheme is different than it was an alien. I don't know. That's why I thought of that movie specifically. But no, that, like, that's an interesting interesting point, because like when you go there, it's Peyton Reed doesn't get his credit like for being like a good director because what, whatever you feel about the Marvel movie, sometimes it is a little hard to tell. Uh, was that like who who made that one? Yeah, <laughs> you know? um, and like whatever. There's plenty of them where they that is not the case. But you know, if he if he told me he didn't direct Ant Man and the Wasp, I'd be like, oh, I believe that. Yeah. Um, yeah <laughs> but but in this one, it's like he's so good because it's like again the visual storytelling aspect of it. Like when they go into the the cave, it's not like. I only knew it was going to turn threatening because I saw on Twitter, like, oh, it's like aliens. So I was like, oh, oh. That's, this is the, the thing. Um, but, like, just the presentation of it, it's not, like, menacing at all. It's just a cave with a, a little hot bath oasis for the frog lady yeah. and her babies. And that's, like, it. So when it did turn, I was like, oh, that's right. I forgot. Like, we got to go there. So so that, that like, switch up is really impressive. And uh, I also, to your point about Bryce Dallas Howard, I don't know if who's that controversial with, but she's a good director. Like her episodes, like fine, but the direction was good. Like she, a lot of she people did good. on Twitter would disagree with you. Now, that's fucking crazy. That, I thought that episode, like I don't know, but I feel like I'm going crazy because I obviously because we're watching them all together. I have no preconceived notion of what people think of it. Unlike you know some of the movies, people see it early, they tweet, guys, this is the craziest thing. You know what I mean? There's none of that. So. I'm watching it. I'm being thoroughly enjoyed. I like a lot of stuff. And I'm like, you know what? That was good. And then I go on Twitter and people are like, this is boring. I'm like, am I crazy? Like, I don't know. Like, did I see the same thing? Sometimes I think that and sometimes like, well, these people are just dead wrong. The yeah. same thing happened with that uh, episode four in season one, the Bryce Dallas Hour episode, where I was like, well, you know what? Like, that was pretty solid. It was more slow paced. It gave us more time with with Mando and the kid. Like, it wasn't just nonstop action. Like, I got to know more about him which is something that I feel like the show is kind of desperately needs. We need to know more, not like a whole backstory. Like that's not, we already know. We actually need to know like how he acts like in day-to-day -day life, like what makes him tick, how yeah. he walks around. And we got that in this episode. And that's why I thought that it was probably going to be her again. But these episodes are good. Guys, you need time when your lead characters are just like doing how they react to just even the most simplest things. People want every episode to be like, uh, like I don't know, they have Bantas and have Wampas or Tonsons or whatever the fuck, and then have like a big action scene, something that they recognize. So like, oh wow, that was awesome. But I don't know. I think I like these more episodes more just because I feel like I'm getting closer to them. Even though the last episode was fun, I it started. It was a season two premiere, and I felt like we were we didn't move forward much besides that we knew about Boba Fett. That was it. Yeah. This one, I kind of feel like I moved a little bit, and then, <laughs> I mean, I'll take that. Yeah, uh, I I think I'm going to read off some, some Twitter responses. 
uh, because this kind of goes into what's making this season, I think, work much more than the last one already. Uh, and there, there were some like legitimate banger episodes last season. Like credit yeah. to the last two specifically, which everyone was just like, "Oh no, these like kind of rule. These kind of kick ass." Mm-hmm. Um, and we could talk more about the structure and stuff too, because I think that's a that's just a genuine problem the show's gonna have forever. But uh, from <laughs> AB Allen, uh, a pal of of the show, and uh, Gene and I's. Mm-hmm. Uh, said that it's not obviously not anyone's main concern right now, but on the whole, the season of The Mandalorian has been a major step up from the first. Having Mando A speak more, B actually oh. act invested in what he's doing, goes a really long way to making the whole thing work. And I completely agree. And I, I think that's what you were talking about too, Andrew. Like it, um, just just have them be like human beings. Like <laughs> you know, like one of the big things that put me off of the premiere that ended up making me like it later was that like you know once you've seen him like be a badass and like dispatch a group of guys and walk away cool with baby yoda for the fifth time you've kind of seen all the ways you can do it and they keep doing that but at least it was like funny in the opening Mm -hmm. of this episode you know like that was i got i I was like it's clever it's cute it's like witty you know and um we do need to learn more about like like we learned everything we we need to know about him like and how he got to be like involved with the mandalorian stuff but like you know i I still don't really know him no and i i don't know these characters as well as i'd like so when he's able to bounce off of other characters that are just kind of big personalities like amy sadaris who i actually like a lot and that one i know is controversial because she's a she gives a very broad performance i could tell from Mm -hmm. the moment she stepped on screen people are not going to like that I do though but like when you have characters like that go up against Mandalorian it's like or just surround him with characters like that it it makes the show feel more alive it makes it feel like a universe that exists and I know most of this takes place in like the outer rim areas that's why they keep going back to Tatooine (laughs) but like um just those areas still are gonna be populated you know like rural America is not a post-apocalyptic America there are still people that do stuff out there yeah you know they have livelihoods and places to go and people to see so that's the show is getting better at showing that too and that's just that's neato and uh another one I want to mention uh from at way to dawn 86 another side quest episode in the can but the visuals are impressive and I know not everyone is a fan of the child. I believe that's directly at us. Uh, but the amount shown on screen uh, made up for it. So it looks, it, the responses to this one in Twitter are uh, positive for us, at least. Yeah. It's a good episode. I mean, I don't, for you to genuinely, I don't know. I think the only way that you could have gone into this mm-hmm. and walked out disappointed is if, I, A, you wanted to see Boba Fett right away, which, again, Knowing how this, knowing how the show plays its game, you're not gonna see Boba Fett probably for like maybe, uh, like maybe I'm I'm taking a wild guess because they released uh, who wrote these episodes and Dave Filoni wrote episode five, and everyone is assuming that that's probably gonna be like the Ahsoka episode yeah. or maybe like the episode that's gonna have the 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 legacy characters come in, and again he if he if Dave Filoni wrote it he's probably directing it um i don't know <laughs> i know <laughs> but uh so yeah where you either walked into this thinking that you're gonna see boba fett right away or that you're gonna get i don't know like this show as it showed its cards and what it's want it wants to do you know that it, there's gonna be a side quest and there's nothing wrong with side quests because again john farrell he's heavily 
heavily inspired by like the old western shows that were like about different things every single week mm-hmm. uh serialized storytelling i mean episodic storytelling like it's very obvious that, that that's what he wants and that's why i said in our clone wars discussion where i was like you know what like i don't know i have a really gut feeling that because george lucas himself was like heavily like he loves that shit and he was heavily inspired by those when he first made clone wars that i think that like uh lucas heavily fucks with mando even more than like the other things that have been produced under uh this new wave of star wars uh like content i guess if you want to say yeah. so like if you're going into this again you're going into this thing that you're gonna see boba fett uh that you're gonna see uh more mandalorians probably already or that you're gonna figure out like if you know ahsoka's in it because like of the trades and all the reporting that ahsoka's in it, like Guys, like it's episode two. Like, what do you think is gonna happen? They have uh, six more to go. Like, like there's gonna be, like again, you need things to not go fast. And I think people really, I think because the first one was so like high octane energy, they fought like a literally a fucking dragon. That <laughs> going down down scale was not what people expected. But I mean, it's what it's what the show needs to be honest. Like, like you you can't go higher than that, at, at least not this early, because then you're gonna peak and the rest gonna be shit. Yeah, I I think people even recognize that there's a genuine problem with like how the show's first season was structured mm-hmm. and like how it kind of doled out information because there's totally a difference from like what this episode is doing and like what some of those middle like what the last Tatooine episode did like in the first season which oh, everyone I think was like that that sucked. It felt like <laughs> people saw through the looking glass and I was like, "Yes." Yes, I, I, you see me, you know, <laughs> but like, um, I, I think people maybe don't want to say it even, but like, there's a problem with just how it was like progressing as the story because there, you know, we spent eight episodes there and I couldn't tell you why I was watching this story. Like, yeah. okay, he's protecting baby Yoda, but like, I don't know these people still. I don't mm-hmm. know what the end goal is here. What is the narrative? And, you know, doing the last airbender retrospective by like episode two, I'm like, I know who Aang the last airbender is. I know what the end goal is for at least the first season. Mm-hmm. And I know like who these other people are on this journey with him. And I know what, what this story is going to entail mm-hmm. now. I know what the primary conflict is. And like by episode eight, I was like, I think I know now. Yeah. yeah. And like, you know, I still you don't really know. Right. I but mean, the moment to moment stuff is much stronger. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's more defined. Like, he just needs to uh, get the child back home, you know, back to its people. Yeah, well, yeah, it's, I, like, yeah. it's like the one thing, and it's like, wow, this just, like, it doesn't feel like the rough outline of a show anymore. It feels like a show now, like a produced television program. And, yeah, another thing that I've been thinking about, and because all of these radical reactions that – um for the first like major live action Star Wars show, like they've got me thinking, I'm like, well, maybe for it being on such a scale. And again, I can't tell you, like every time I watch this, like it literally feels like I'm in a movie theater because it looks just as good, if not even better than some of the other stuff we've gotten. Like, holy (laughs) shit. But besides going away from that, maybe for this being on such, and I started thinking like, is there an other show right now that has episodic storytelling or of, or of the last, you could say roughly maybe five, ten years, whatever, right? That has episodic storytelling, like Monster of the Week, whatever you want to call it, Side Mission of the Week, whatever. That is on this much of like a scale in terms of budget. I couldn't think of anything unless 
you guys can, but maybe that's why p- people see it. They want to put it to the same standards of, as a movie. That's why it disappoints them that it's just like trying to be something that kind of, again, something kind of small. That's, they're not, they're not kind of like getting what they want. Maybe, maybe again, th- going back to this episode, that's why a lot of people don't really like the Ant-Man movies. It's because they're they're going for something much smaller than what the MCU gives them usually. And that's totally fair. But they're doing it on purpose. It's not something they're doing by mistake or by accident. No, it's happening very intentional. So maybe they're disappointed because of that. Also, the only person writing, like it's only John Favreau for the majority. It, like Dave Filoni does like one or two episodes. Uh, Rick, um, forgive me if I say his name wrong. It's a... Uh, Famuyiwa, mm-hmm. he does. He did two last season. He's doing one this one. Uh, so it's not unlike other television shows that are of big nature and that are of the weekly zeitgeist that we talk about every week. There's no writers' room. It's just like one, two, three people at most, literally building a season of television. And that's not what we have. That's not what we see usually. And just by this not being called uh, like chapter one of season two, it's chapter ten chapter 11 it, it's continuing it's making me think that this is only going to go for three seasons it's going to end and it's going to be like oh it was a long movie that's what they're <laughs> that's what they're gonna say oh it's just like a long movie so i don't know maybe it's because yeah again the first season the structure it's it's not what i expected definitely i didn't expect to see something like clone wars per se when it was something but like again a kid show but on a massive budget people were probably expecting game of thrones mm-hmm. uh walking dead like level stuff where like one story is a whole season or something like that i don't know it's perplexing i gotta say uh so the seasonal thing is giancarlo esposito god bless him terrific actor love him in yeah. the show even has said uh if you think this is cool wait till you get to season three and four of the mandalorian when stuff <laughs> really gets cool and you know like nothing against him but when he said that i my brain just like went into angry mode and i was like i don't want stories to to pay off later like do you if you have like a long story arc you're planning out like that's totally fine i game of thrones at its height did that better than in anything right Mm -hmm. but like the worst serialized stories are like oh no no the answers will come eventually and it's like okay but what are you doing like now yeah what are you doing right now and the mandalorian has made me so uninterested in the long game and so much more interested in these episodic adventure stuff. Uh, I love, I, I love this stuff. I, I think this is, like, I think what st- what Star Wars could be on television. I I'm of the belief Star Wars should be remaining as a as a movie franchise. I don't want to see it on television forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think the Marvel stuff should move to television, and Star Wars <laughs> should stay on the big screen. But like, um, it's just it's just fun to watch like monster adventures and stuff you know like yeah, this is man. like this was like star wars like what it was made to be uh would love to see it on, on the big screen though do mm-hmm. do that for the next trilogy and yeah uh, i don't know we'll, we'll we'll see about that yeah. seasonal stuff <laughs> kind of don't want it to last that long but hey if it's if it's still good you know whatever well people are saying they're like i'm tired of star wars trying to be like the mcu like that yeah. is that's not something that i've said but that is something that I see like almost every week. And I, I kind of agree with it, honestly, where like, and I don't know, like just saying that will probably get a lot of people like, quote unquote, like upset. Like, what do you mean? Like, you know, it's like, <laughs> like the MCU is so successful. Why wouldn't you want to be like the MCU? But 
that doesn't it's not like star wars is not this thing it's star wars supposed to be kind of like almost like like finite you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like but and i don't know but it's what you were saying about can't wait until what they're gonna do in season three and four and it's something that i know like i don't want to trigger you diego but it's it reminds me of when i've heard you say constantly about the spider-man movies when they say well the next one is gonna be about this (laughs) don't wait it reminds me a lot of that and i mean i've bad for these spider-man movies uh just as much as like any other fan don't get me wrong but it kind of like in the long run like maybe like after like uh time passes by you kind of think about it like yeah man like i'm kind of like disappointed or i'm kind of like i need something i need something else because at this point like again the mandalorian has showed its cards in many in many areas like well i've already seen him be a badass i've already seen him like take out people like nothing because i get it he's a badass like i get it but i don't know just to see him actually struggle in this episode like like you look you think he's gonna lose like we don't get that a lot and i think we need more of that we need this dude to lose more <laughs> yeah yeah more more of that the the stakes are are well defined now the um even like the interpersonal stuff with the frog lady like that's like like i Dude. was worried she wouldn't make yeah. it out yeah like i was so like sad. oh no like, oh my God. <laughs> so uh, yeah i don't know all, all the stuff's working right now and the the stuff about the spider-man movies is is on point and i, I think in relation to this too we're like yeah don't don't tell us like to look forward to stuff then like there's stuff to look forward to now you know like Mm -hmm. yeah and and the the finite stuff about star wars you know that again that goes back to the george lucas thing where his his whole point about like the original trilogy that's a coming of age story for luke and like you're not supposed to want to live on Tatooine forever like there's stuff just beyond (laughs) that horizon You, you, you go out there and you you enjoy it while you're home but then then you go on and do other things star wars should not rule your life it's it's a, it could be a part of your life but it doesn't need mm-hmm. to define you because it's also not real that's also the big part it's not, it's not real <laughs> well i i think i will say this if the fifth episode of last season wasn't as kind of weak as it was i think the reaction or the response to being on tattooing last week wouldn't have been as uh, i guess negative you want to say um because a lot, it shares a lot of the same stuff. Like we saw the Tusken Raiders that they're more than just savages. That was already in teased in the fifth episode, but that episode just kind of goes. It leans really hard into like, you remember the cantina? Well, we're back in the cantina. Look, here's the cantina. Look at this. And then like, oh, look at this dude. He's sitting like Han Solo did in the chair. Look, he's got his legs crossed up. Oh, look mm-hmm. at this guy. He's a young, a gunslinger. You know, I think if if Filoni probably played the cards. He's on to some things, like with the Tusken Raiders, don't get me wrong, and the passing of time, how it affects, because it's not the same Mo- Moist Eisley that we've seen before. He's on to something, but I think maybe, again, he's a first-time uh, director in terms of live action. If he played his cards maybe a little bit more wisely than the reaction to when the alien, who's played by uh, John Leguizamo, by the way, last week, the, the, the short dude in the beginning, the one-eyed Cyclops. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, that makes me so happy. Yeah, it's John Leguizamo, dude. The the funny thing is, like, that whole episode where we saw Boba Fett, and I was like, oh, of course. And then the credits roll, and it says John Leguizamo. I was like, John Leguizamo? That got me, (laughs) that got got more of a reaction out of me than actually seeing Boba Fett. I was like, that was John Leguizamo, what? But the moment that he says Tatooine, everyone was like, oh. You could feel the air leave the room. Yeah. If the fifth episode wasn't the way that it was 
I think him saying Tatooine would have probably gotten people more. It wouldn't have been that same reaction. You know, it probably would have gotten us excited. Maybe even like, what? But that's not what happened. So let's not dwell on what couldn't happen. Let's dwell on how to move forward, you know? Mm-hmm. Again, Star Wars fans are like, whoa, we learn more about legends. Whoa, the legends uh, think games. You're like, stop dwelling mm-hmm. on what came before. It's still there. You could still go back to it. It's not deleted. Like, it can't be deleted. Look forward to where you're going. So, yeah. Yeah, there we go. This is the way. <laughs> <laughs> this is the way. I think that's a good place to leave it off on. Uh, Andrew, any final thoughts and plugs? Where can people find you and the stuff you do online? Final thoughts. Gotta think. So, timely, timely recording this because last night, a deadline released like an article saying that like uh, Lucasfilm's gonna start shooting something next week and a lot of people like you your reaction you're like what yeah this happened i think they posted like at 8 p.m or something where they got like some kind of insider information that they're either going to start filming season three of mando next week or some kind of insider gave the uh spilled the beans that if it's not mando season three it's like a new boba fett series and it got some people talking but because they posted the article kind of late in the day and with all the election mm. stuff yeah it didn't, get, it didn't get the same traction that it would have gotten if not all this crazy shit was going on right, <laughs> right so right. me thinking and it's going back to what we just said oh the the season three season four it's coming i think we're on a good track right now but if we slip into that shit again where you're gonna tease me about what i'm gonna see next year instead of next week then I don't see the Mandalorian in the long run standing as strong as it could as the first live action Star Wars show. But that's not what happened this week. We got a good episode. Surprisingly, if you would have told me that one of my, my favorite episodes would have been from the Ant-Man director, I would have been like, really? It, because Robert Rodriguez, his episode is coming up. And I would have been like, you're fucking kidding me. You're, I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic. Because again, we don't know who's directing each episode. I'm, I'm crossing fingers that uh, Robert does the finale. Mm-hmm. And it's probably like some kind of crazy bullshit. And I'd be like, oh my God. So I'm optimistic. Uh, the episode, it, things are looking brighter. Yeah. Also behind the scenes. But I hope to God that they're not doing some fucking Boba Fett show. And if they're doing season three, which I think is more likely, that John Favreau, who are the people behind the scenes, they're at least taking the time to take in the reaction. Because if they start going ahead and they start writing season three and four, without at least learning a few lessons from what came before we're just going to get the same shit that's one of my biggest fears because john he's probably had this all laid out but it's television it's not a movie people react to this in real time if you're not seeing that or if you're not seeing what's working or what's not working and you're already like 10 steps ahead you're kind of fucking yourself over yeah so crossing fingers optimistic and in terms of where you can find me you can uh, follow me on twitter at andrew j626 and of course i am the managing editor of uh, discussing film we're posting stuff we're trying to get people through uh, this very very strange time in the best ways that we can uh we we feel that uh and i we're part of this i you guys would agree that there's a new generation of uh creative voices that are shaping mm-hmm. the future of film discussion and like uh, film like debates like all this kinds of stuff and we feel that we're one of the outlets that's giving a good channel for that because yeah. we talked about people have been talking about movies for before we were born and 
things get stale really quick. And if it's not up to people like us and people that I am proud to call people the disgusting film team, then then I don't know what we're going to do. So follow me there. And we're posting stuff every week. We just posted a new uh, Michael Bay uh, scoop this week. So keep up, keep up with the news. It's a it's a remake, right? Michael Bay's doing yeah, a it's a remake. Or yeah, it's a it's a 2005 Danish film, and it's probably going to be like the next thing that he does because this is a tangent. But he signed like some uh, deal with like Sony, yeah. and it's a remake of a 2005 Danish film, and it's really small scale. So that and considering the the state of the film industry and like COVID regulations, it's it's not it's it looks pretty probable to be the next movie that he does mm-hmm. because it wouldn't take. Even though it's Michael Bay, he's gonna go batshit crazy. But it's it's not gonna take like a Transformers budget. Yeah. So you know, it's looking very likely at least. Definitely. Wow, and that's that's so fucking insane. I see that over like song. <laughs> I'd see that over Songbird. Well, he only All produced right. that. I thought yeah, he directed it too first, still... but you know. Yeah, that, yeah that's was... that's still gross. Uh, I'm not <laughs> even talking. About no, yeah, that. no, no, that movie. no. Um, right, but Gene, uh, final thoughts, and where can the people find you? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I enjoyed this uh, episode. Uh, hopefully it gets uh, more episodes like this, so I'm not as frustrated. But you could find me on Twitter, <laughs> Instagram, G9892. Yeah, so if we do, because we're, we're for sure going to do the finale right after it airs. Uh, most of these will be uploading later in the night, Friday, just like we did this one. Um, so, Andrew, you're going to see this go up like on SoundCloud like five minutes after I'm recording. But like, uh, yeah, more, more, more of this. Um, if you can work out the kinks in the long-term story, uh, then I'll like that too. But like, th- this is this is fun adventure shit. And if that's not what you're looking for with your Star Wars, that's totally fine. But make sure that that's like, like recognize that that's the problem, not the fact that it exists. Because mm-hmm. Star Wars can and should be anything and everything. Yeah. Uh, so check us out on the Waffle Press, uh, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, and Patreon, where you can get other episodes of retrospectives and such early. Uh, maybe some upcoming commentary tracks. There, there's some 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 inklings I have going around. I would love to do some more stuff for Christmas. Uh, we're probably gonna take a little break after that, but um, yeah, keep checking us out. Stay stay safe out there. Uh, fuck Donald Trump, and we have been professionally <laughs> unprofessional.